0: Everyone, this is KK Downing, formerly of Judas Priest, and you're listening to Phantasm Podcast. Crank it up as loud as you possibly can. Call your man. Phantasm.
1: Corey Gorakrest, Phantasm Podcast. I have the privilege of speaking with one of the legends of heavy metal, K.K. Downing. He's here to talk about Heavy Duty Days and Nights and Judas Priest. It's due out September eighteenth. Uh, very exciting autobiography. I got a chance to read it, and it's it's really incredible. It, you know, it's a it's an awesome read. Uh, how you doing today, man? Uh, good, thank you,
0: Corey. Um, thanks for giving me the opportunity to. Uh
1: Reach out to the world and say, Hi, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one of my favorite guitar duos of all time was you and, and Glenn and you know, you were always my favorite as far as your style and just, you know, uh the leather clad and then, you know, all that stuff. It just really drew me into the band more when I first started listening to Priest. And uh you talk about that in your book and we'll get to that. Um well yeah I guess we'll we'll start from the top here um, you mentioned uh you know you had a a pretty different uh home life than than a lot of other people did and you know you went through a lot of uh you know tough times and it pushed you out to go try and just do something different you know um, so talk a little bit about that the way the book describes it
0: yeah um Um, I guess The um, One of the main reasons I wanted to uh, To do the book really Was to try to um, um, Give everyone uh, An insight really As to how things really work Because You never ever really do know Um, But I think the thing is You know I, I want to say that Yeah there was a lot of Um turmoil and um, friction and, uh, you know, eclecticism in the in in family, it was from yeah. normal, um, you know, up until the age of 15 when I left home, and um, but I know that I'm not on my own, I'm, I know that there's lots and lots of people out there that suffered, um, you know, as kids growing up, because, um, unfortunately, lots of us are, are born into families. You know like that really where there's lots of hardship and stuff so um right i think it was uh worth worth mentioning really so that people know that really if you dig deep mm-hmm. and get yourself sorted you know like i did then you know there's something good out there you just have to go out there and find it you know and i think my message is that uh do what i did everyone you know with uh if, if, if you're in that situation is to uh, just escape you know uh, take your wings and uh, and take off really don't think things are going to improve because they're probably <laughs> not going to improve right. you've got to go out there and, and mix with uh, normality and um, as I say, it doesn't matter if you sweep the streets or clean toilets you know put a roof over your head right. just mix with normality and, and, um, and find out what it is you want to do with your life really so, uh, that's, uh, a pretty important part of the
1: book from there. Yeah, and I definitely got that from it. Reading it is very, um, inspiring, but also it's a solid message. Just, you know, um, not so much inspiring, but also it's like, hey, you know, I, you can do what you want in this world. You just got to go and try to do it, you know? Um, you mentioned you saw Jimi Hendrix, which is pretty awesome, and, uh that kind of inspired you to pick up a guitar you know and then uh, yeah you know years later you're with Priest on that same stage so what you know how is that feeling yeah it's fantastic very rewarding really Um,
0: like I say I um, you know for some reason became you know a music fan you know when I was about when I left home well you know um, I had I had the freedom to research and do what I wanted to, you know, and I found music, went to a lot of gigs and stuff. And like you say, I saw the great Jimi Hendrix in his heyday when he really was on fire, yeah. you know, 67, the first time I saw him. Right. right when, he's, when he was a free spirit and his mind was in a good place and he, he just was out to just destroy the world with his, you know, his, uh, his incredible um, guitar playing and his incredible performing. Right. Um, so even he, you know, a few times after I saw him later on, uh, right up until he died, you know, I saw him uh, in that year at the Isle of Watt Music Festival in 1970. Um, oh, wow. You know, lots of things were starting to happen to him. I've seen documentaries since that do document it, you know. Business things, you know, whether it's drugs, business, whatever. Right. Uh, all of the travel, all of the, all of the things, you know. Um, so these were all the things that uh, we all had to uh, go go through you have to be very yeah. careful your journey through life you know even when you've been successful um, things can be problematic so all these things are kind of creep into one's um, life and career and being yeah. so um, it's not There's no such thing as a, you know, a euphoric journey through life. (laughs) As we always say, like, my grandmother used to say, you know, life is full of ups and downs, and it is.
1: Yeah. Because really, you know, uh, there's always going to be the the trials and, and tribulations to everything. It's never easy, you know.
0: No, and a lot of it is all about... You know, uh, relationships whether it's one-on-one business or whatever yeah. it might be, family or whatever the, the relationship is, it's, um, relationships are the hardest thing to uh, yeah to to hold down and you know and uh, and to be harmonious with your partners, like I say, right. whether it's working partners or loved ones or whoever yeah, it is, it's, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, how many how many people out there listening now? Oh, can I mention family guys? That's tough. Isn't it? <laughs> <You know? Right. laughs> um, we're supposed to love and cherish and be harmonious with all of that family rights going. Right. <laughs> you know, that, can be, that can be hard work too, right?
1: Right, uh, yeah.
0: So, um, so it, it, it's no wonder with strangers you meet up, you have know, working relationships with, idiosyncrasies, you know, a big fancy word for... Um, strange
1: things I think Um, start to creep in and uh, and, uh, it makes things interesting put it that way right Um, let's see I want to jump into some of these tidbits here Um, some of the touring you did in 77 when you did Stained Glass it was an interesting time because there was you know the punk takeover in the UK and you were saying how pretty much you and you know priest and UFO were really the only heavy metal bands really at the time you know doing anything and uh, you know Zeppelin and all them were kind of in hiding during that time and um, you know let's talk about that a little bit
0: yeah and like I say even when you you know you're successful you're going along you're gaining momentum and then before you know something like that happens the the new wave and the, the punk thing you know, it's UK like a, like a megastorm and um, and you start to feel a bit threatened, you know, um, yeah. that there seems to be a disinterest in, you know, uh, in rock and metal suddenly and everything's new and will we die out then, you know, you feel a bit threatened. Like I say, that one year, I swear to, I, I swear that there's only in uh, the so actually toured the UK, you know, in yeah. those years, 70, 70, 80, whenever it was, you know, <laughs> uh, the height of it all. I um, know so many rock musicians that jump ship, and, and before you know it, they got this kind of new way of haircut and makeup and clothes yeah. and things, just uh, thinking this is, uh, this is a better, you know, a, more of a chance of making a living doing this. Right. Um, <laughs> I thought that was tough, but I'm, I'm glad that um, you know we came through that. You know, uh,
1: value into it. right. And your first U.S. tour was with RESP Wagon and Foreigner, which I thought was pretty wow. interesting. And you talked about how you yeah. know, in the U.S. it was very different with their shows, where they kind of just built up the headliner and made you know gave them all the proper lighting and all this stuff, and you guys kind of just had like you know yeah there was some that's exactly like,
0: that's what it was you know we we set we set sail and um and our, everyone said to us our management, you know don't expect anything because you're not gonna get anything, you just get out there and do what you do, and that's what we did, you know um. No fuss, no nonsense. We did it. You know, we were just very, very grateful to be on the stage with that many people in an auditorium. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we were super, super grateful. Even if, they, even if they couldn't see us at times because we didn't have any lights on us, right. it didn't matter. You know, we were we were very, very humble and very grateful. And uh, and um, and I think it made us a, a, a better band for it. Really,
1: sure. And then uh, in 79, there was a pretty cool uh, part of the the book where you talk about you and UFO seeing Blue Oyster Cult, which I thought was really awesome. And uh, there's a little Hells Angels uh, story there, which I thought was pretty neat. Yeah, yeah,
0: I think we were both on tour. Well, yeah. Maybe we were on tour together, it's a long time ago, but mm-hmm. anyway, we ended up just going to that show. I think I think UFO was caught in Blue Oyster Court, I think that's what it was, oh, okay. it went down. Yeah, and, um, and of course all, uh, it all got a bit pretty funky, obviously. <laughs> I guess Blue Oyster Court had a pretty big Hells Angel following. Right. Um, I don't know, we ended up, don't ask me how, but we ended up back in hell, this massive Hells Angel you know, somewhere, and uh, well, it was a night of escapades, really. You know, because UFO were a pretty ready bunch. I've got to tell you that when it <laughs> comes to rock and roll, uh, yeah. <laughs> UFO pretty much led the way, really. But uh, so, but uh, lots of fun. But what a what a great band! You know, obviously one of my favorite bands
1: Oh, absolutely. But, um, Michael wasn't in the band at the time. Paul Chapman was, yeah. uh, you know. Um, indestructible that's what I nicknamed Paul <laughs> called Tonka after the Tonka toy you know the Tonka toy is indestructible and he was well, I think they were all pretty indestructible really right good time oh, yeah they're good um and then you did the part of the Highway to Hell tour with ACDC which was your first interaction with those guys
0: yeah that was uh that was a fantastic like I say um you know, uh, can't find enough words, good words to say about, uh, ICPC. Obviously, we were opening up to those guys in Europe and, um and, uh, and they were very, very good to us, you know, uh, took good care of us. Um, and, uh, and that's how we learned, you know, what we, we were so grateful, you know, right. uh, for small, for small things, you know, very grateful for small mercies, you know. Um, that ACDC were able to help us out with a little bit, you know, a little bit with the transport, you right. know, a little bit with, you know, simple things, food and drink and stuff, when we didn't have, you know, pretty anything. And um, and that's w- what we felt, that this is a good way, you know, to help bands that are on the way up. And um, right. as we say, you know, and hopefully those bands will turn around and help you when you're on the way down, who knows?
1: Right absolutely but yeah the, when you guys read the book there's a lot of cool stuff around that time just you know when you're, yeah, yeah. when you're talking about uh Bon Scott and everything that was really cool so that's something I won't mention because it's it's really interesting so that's definitely worth the the read when you all buy it so um yeah British steel I thought was interesting because it was It was pretty easy for you guys to record that was just in and out it seemed like and then versus point of entry which was just uh you guys were a little distracted around that point yeah yeah it's 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 quite difficult you
0: know i mean i think (laughs) a band a priest has always been a band that's that's been pretty versatile whether that's a you know good thing or a bad thing but in our eyes that we were just trying to gain as much uh, momentum and popularity as we could and, right. and bring as many, many people into the fold as we, uh, uh, of rock, which was, we were now, you know, a metal band, and, yeah. and our message was that, you know, um, there's lots of good stuff here in this camp for everybody, you know, I mean, because it was um, such wonderful times, really, you know, I mean. We're very fortunate, I'm very fortunate, and I I do say this, to have been born when when I I was, really, to have have witnessed the evolution of music, you know, of Mm -hmm. all genres, really, um, that are important to us. I mean, we've been there to observe and to be able to judge and to make preferences, and, you know, um, and just think of all the wonderful concerts that I've seen that people in the future we'll never ever have had the opportunity to see I mean I saw Van Halen open up for Black Sabbath in my own town you know on Van Halen you know I mean geeks like that you just can't you know even if those guys were to get together and do it again it wouldn't be the same you know Um, just so fortunate and to have been a part of it as well you know I'm so so lucky and I say you know, irrespective of anything that happens, you know, uh, I always say that I'm very, uh, very grateful and respectful to my bandmates, and, you know, we, we had a long journey together, a long career, right. and we were very successful, and, and it's, um, what we did together has become historical, and, uh, uh and, uh, and I hope in the future that, uh, people will look back and, um, when people think of heavy metal
1: they'll, they'll think of uh, inevitably of the band Judas Priest oh yeah I mean it, and even in that conversation you can't even leave you all out you mentioned that in the book too um, you know later down the road how Judas Priest was almost at one point not really considered because there's other bands like um, in the conversation that were kind of a little more popular but you know Judas Priest just put such a stamp on heavy metal, you know, as far as uh just each records, you know, it's definitely Priest, but it's always been just what you guys wanted to put out. It's always been, you know, very good and you know, um going from like breaking, you know, uh British Steel to like Painkiller, you know, same bands there, but it's so much different and it's it's all just awesome heavy metal music, you know.
0: Yes, I think that um, such a long time, isn't it? Some 40-odd years, you know, um, four decades or even more. And, um, you know, making that journey, things change, you know. You yeah. change as a person, you know. Um, lots of things change in the world, you, you know. I particularly remember the 80s and mid-80s were the fun times, the golden ages, I call them, really, because right. so many bands, so many bands were coming to town. There was a feel-good factor. Right. It seemed like the economy was pretty good. You know, I mean, there was a different band coming through your town, you know, to right. the arena every week. A great bill, you know, whoever it was. Oh, yeah. Um, everything seemed to be music, everything was happening you know you walk out into the street and cars are just pumping music <laughs> you know um it was just a, a very very um very
1: c- comforting and uh, and a great time for everyone oh yeah and uh you know I mean we went out there we went out there Jews, priest death leopard and uh, Jews, priest scorpions and death leopard yeah I can remember doing that too so in the states you know um mm-hmm. It was
0: uh, so many uh, good, uh, great acts, and um, and and of course now we are, you know, fast becoming the dinosaurs. if not. <laughs> always, you know. um, I don't know what's gonna look, what it's going to look like in ten years' time, but um, but anyway, yeah. hopefully I'll still be rocking away on the porch or something like that. You know, but uh, you know, I'm still going to be there.
1: Oh yeah And then uh, You know You guys made your Your stamp In the metal world Apparently you're Still banned From Madison Square Garden So that's uh, Interesting They um, we'll talk about that In the book they will find out why It's a really Crazy story um,
0: Yeah yeah That was pretty insane
1: Yeah And then uh, You got some Mentions of some uh, A certain movie That you Passed up on At the time uh, to be a soundtrack for, her. but uh, that was that was fun yeah. too. <laughs> so yeah, so there's top
0: gun thing. That yeah. was a, an opportunity missed. You know, but there you
1: go. Yeah, that's uh from uh, Reckless from Turbo, which I have ever since the anniversary of that hit, I still listen to that record. It's just it's beautiful sounding. It's just retro, and it's uh, I don't know. It's just a, a great metal album for sure. And. Uh yeah, and then in the '90s you had the fun with the the PMRC again, and you know that was a hard time for you guys and everybody. Yeah, we
0: went all through that.
1: And so there's there's controversy. There's uh, you know there's definitely partying, and there's you know when you guys were recording in in, uh, in the Mediterranean there for a the couple of those records, and then um, yeah, there's a little bit of everything in this book and I'm really excited for everyone else to read it. It's Heavy Duty, Days and Nights, and Judas Priest, and it comes out September 18th. KK, it's been an absolute honor uh, having you on today. It's uh, it's amazing.
0: Thank you very much, Corey. It's very kind of you to call up, and uh, as I said, give me the opportunity, so I'd like to uh, all the fans and the people out there listening and, um, and keep up the good work, mate, in everything that you do, and I wish everyone, everyone out there, you know... Uh, fantastic time so until i see you next time everybody take care and keep on pumping up the volume
1: thanks man so much this is an absolute honor and uh, hopefully i'll talk to you again soon
0: thanks buddy see you one day mate take care All thank right. you very much
1: hey you too